just do I have it on? Oh, nice. I I can hear myself. All right. After all my weeks of trying and searching, I've finally done it. V for victory. All right. <clears throat> Hello, and welcome to Limit Break Radio. I am one of your hosts, Aniro, and I've I've got nothing. I've got nothing. How about how about how about you, Carl? Carlo? Yeah. Well, this is Carlo. C75, please check it. Thief in your window, etc., etc., etc. And I'm Sale. I like to burn things. Carrot underscore carrot. And I'm Argitlam. And I'm Argitlam. White Paladin Power Ranger Rusty Knight blah 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 go for the bleeby beer. <sighs> Man, I could totally do this show by myself. We don't even need these guys. I mean, oh my gosh. <sighs> oh, ridiculous. Oh. The hell? Uh, Hello. Have you been here the whole time? You set up your bed in the corner of the studio. Is that recording? I I found some straw, so... What are you doing? I I got everything set up for you guys. I swear to God, if you drew on my microphone again, you're dead. No, you you guys are good. I just... I caught wind that there was going to be an episode today, so I I, I, I set up for you guys. You know, um... Then why does it look like you lived here? Yeah, you know, uh, animals figure it out pretty easily. They go in the corner. I'm not cleaning this up. <laughs> but... Hi. Live from Vanadil. Limit Break Radio. With your host, and Nero, Callow, Argit Lamp, and Sale. Welcome to the next level. LimitBreakRadio.com Welcome to Limit Break Radio. I, of course, am one of your hosts, Nero, and I'm partying it up anniversary style. As always, kicking it from the back, I'm Kahlo. I'm Sale, finally back from my house-sitting duties. And I'm Arjalan with some big news. Jetstone! No! no! You think after the stunt you pulled, we're going to let you on? No, uh-uh. Not going to work. Yo, it's a couch. You know what? As long as you've probably been in here recording, you're lucky you're even in the studio right now. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. I, I don't even know. I don't even know what's on those tapes. You can listen if you want. Oh, no. Uh, no. I, I have a better idea. Broom, mop, go. Yeah, yeah, this place needs some cleaning and in a hurry. Now. We're not cleaning up after you. No, we're, we're just not going to We're not gonna do it. No. Uh-uh. Jet stuff, anything you don't clean, you are getting charged. You know, we do, we do pay rent on this place. We did put down a damage deposit. Look where that damage deposit is going to go. Right. You clean all of this. Everything. <laughs> All right. Uh, j- uh, joining us this week from the Pandemonium server, we have Tokash. Tokash, how's it going? Uh, hi, guys. It's a great honor to be here on your anniversary episode. Thank you very much, Tokash. And uh, oh wow, we've never uh, been referred to as an honor before. Yeah, yeah. Th- I guess that's the, the first time. Uh... <laughs> yeah. How does it feel? 
Um, well, let's see, being around for a year, I mean, I can't even believe that it's a year yet. Yeah, uh, wow, it's like just yesterday he, you know, Nero called us up and he's like, guys, I got an idea. Yeah, we have to thank every, we have to thank the listeners. We have to thank everyone out there who uh, support the community, go to the boards, and uh, and you, you guys, you guys are, are, you make the whole thing. I mean, that's this is why we do it. We do it for you guys. So uh, thank you so much for your support over this past year. And uh, I know we've been silent for the month of August, uh, been kind of quiet, but. Um, uh, you know, we got to apologize. August is usually a busy time for everyone, and we're no exception. So, uh, you know, we've been moving and uh, and and trying to get ourselves situated, and it looks like we have. So, um, this is the uh, this is the first half of the anniversary special. It's going to have two parts, and uh, hopefully, we're going to get you the second part before too too long. I, I don't want to put any you know make any promises there or anything, but uh, but hopefully, we'll we'll get you the show before too long. Uh, we're going to be covering COPs uh, for this episode, Tokash, obviously the reason that we're, uh, we're having you on. So uh, this is your first time on Limit Break Radio, so why don't we, uh, why don't we figure out a little bit more about you? Well, um, not really much to know about me. I've just recently migrated from uh, Quetzalcoatl server to my home server, Pandemonium. Um, I just finished leveling my warrior, which is now 75 and that accompanies my black mage which is 75 and right on congratulations I'm, thank you i am just working to get red mage sub and trying to catch up on uh treasures of otteragon missions i'm just doing end game stuff not really much to report on where are you on those uh otteragon missions uh <laughs> actually i'm on number three <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of work ahead of you. I've, I've been well. I've been slacking because I've been doing COP missions. Uh, okay, all right, and uh, and again, obviously, uh, COP the reason that we're having you on. Before we start right into this, uh, it's been a long time, especially Sale. It's been a long time since we've had you on. We got to go through a lot of personal updates. So Sale, since this is your first time on in a long time, long time, why don't we uh, start with you? Sorry, I I have other things that I have to do. <laughs> I gotta watch after the little ones and such. Come yeah. on, cut me some slack. Uh, I'm sorry. All right, but actually, I have found free time. Unfortunately, not enough free time to trek over to our studio or to any place I can get in contact with you guys for a show. Yeah. But I, in the meantime, was able to unlock just about all the jobs except Samurai, Blue Mage, Corsair, and Puppet Master. Right on. And speaking of the Ot Ergon jobs, I am now over in Ot Ergon, one of the <laughs> happy mercenaries that are under employment. Yeah, lots of lag. Too. Personally, I love the job. <laughs> you like being chased around by a Mithra with a mace? Well, you know, you just said it yourself. You've been kind of slack, and I know Annie has, but yeah. maybe if you guys would pick it up and, you know, put forth a little bit of effort, she'd show you a little bit of kindness. Um, Kahlo, I'm already in her good graces. Well, you do best to stay there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also have partaken in my first besiege, which... One of our good, good friends, Viceroy, had the audacity to ruin it for me. <laughs> you can look on the forums on how he did that one. <laughs> well, at, at your level, there's not really such thing as a besiege that goes well. Yeah, so. he true. still ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, let's see, I also have a couple of other pet projects that I've been doing, aside from my writing, which is still going on. I also got my NPC. 
I also have been leveling Red Mage, which is now sitting pretty at 35. Ah. Two more levels, and I am done. So uh, once uh, once Red Mage is finished, uh, what's next? Black Mage will finally be back. Look out, Beastman. Right on. Good. And one more. I've been raising my fame in all of the nations, somehow winding up at fame level 9 in Juno. Wow. That's impressive. Congratulations. Well, yeah. I don't even know how I did it. Moving right along, uh, Arjit, what have you been doing lately? Uh, well, as some of you may remember, about nine months ago, I uh, announced on the show that I was getting married to Norwin in-game, and just a couple weeks ago, this has come to pass. Right on. Congratulations. And uh, it was a great ceremony. All of us were there, uh, despite some technical problems. But it was so we, much fun. Yeah, we were all ma- able to make it. My first wedding. I've never been to a wedding before, so uh, it, was, uh, it was really cool. First one I've been to, too, uh, surprisingly enough. It was out in uh, Saruta Baruta, and a very nice ceremony. And uh, congratulations to both you and Norwin. Yes, thank you. I'd, I'd just like to say thanks really quickly to everyone who was able to attend the wedding, and uh, especially to Aiden for being the chaperone for us and uh also for everyone who is unable to attend don't worry uh Haishio is actually making a video that we will be posting on the forums as soon as he is able to finish it and of course it'll go up on the on the front page as well and uh, possibly in the media section so uh, you can check all that out at our uh, website www.limitbreakradio.com so uh anything else uh yes actually last but not least i would like to thank the wedding master suzu lolo for commencing the ceremonies Right on. Cool. Well, congratulations once again. Uh, moving along, Kala, what have uh, you been doing recently? You know, uh, just a few days ago, I got an email from uh, one of my fans, uh, one of my really dedicated, loyal fans, who oh, said boy. he was especially looking forward to my personal update because it's been so long since we really got to uh, go in depth, uh, you know, since uh, going over the summer. So I'm happy to report that I have gotten my Blau Dolch. I've gotten two pieces of <laughs> yeah. Skydrop. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, no, actually, uh, this is going to be a little bit disappointing for uh, for who, who it was that sent me the email. Um, really, the biggest thing in-game, I got my end feet from Suzaku, finally. Haven't been able to decurse them yet because I'm uh, a little bit broke at the moment, but I'm working on remedying that. Uh, well, I've gotten to the final battle for the Ot Ergen missions, and... I'm, 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 I'm really partial to Prish from COP, but Ot Ergen gave it a run for its money. Oh, yeah? So, oh, yeah, you should definitely, definitely do the Ot Ergen storyline, even if you're not into it for the rewards. Have you, it's top-notch stuff. Have you beat the Mega Boss yet? I haven't. I'm 0 for 6 on him right now, but uh, it's one of those battles where as you lose, you know, you don't get frustrated with it. You know, it's not like the Mammoths or Oryu or, you or, yeah. or the Airship battle because you don't lose anything going in. You don't really need any other items, and it's... Well, you don't lose anything in COP anymore, either. Well, yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I mean, it, it, it's a lot of fun. You should definitely, definitely get into it. Other than that, uh, it's just been out-of-game stuff, you know, that has to do with uh, Honor Among Thieves, which uh, is coming to a close very soon. Uh, you can definitely you can find that in our link section. It's uh, located over at the ffexcyclopedia.com forums in their blog system. And Season 2 is going to be starting up soon. Also, keep a lookout on the front page for details concerning that. And if you sniff around a little bit, you can find a couple of things that I've released over the summer. Right on. Very cool. Well, uh, as for me, uh, I haven't had uh, too much going on. Um, I, I did. I, I finally did pick up a grip. I got uh, the sword grip, which is the minus three percent. Uh, got a grip. Yeah, to uh, <laughs> to two-handed weapon delay. Um, finally, did get uh, my feet abjuration off of Suzaku. Uh, and and got my uh, Hecatomb leggings. And it had the curse piece for a while. 
Uh, so I got that purified uh, earlier in the week and, and loving those, been loving it. And uh, yeah, not, not too much uh, otherwise. Uh, I'm pretty broke, so it kind of limits <laughs> limits my activity. Been doing a lot of gods, lots of Kieran, did uh, three Kieran runs. And, uh, you know, uh, actually, uh, the, the Kieran runs that, that we've been doing, I mean, that was my first Kieran. With, that, uh, that, that was Strife's first Kieran, too. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and amazingly, we haven't lost, haven't wiped. And uh, it's gone really, really smoothly uh, all, all the times that we've, uh, that we've fought Kieran. So um, definitely, yeah, having a, having a great time and, uh, you know, just kind of doing what I do. Uh, so, okay, uh, what about you, Tokash? Uh, what have you been doing over the last couple of weeks? Um, I may, I just, well, I just joined a new Link shell for, um, endgame stuff. We've been camping H&Ms, not getting real much of a claim, though. We've been doing Sky, some Sea and Limbus, but not that much. Mostly just Sky and stuff. Trying right to on. get my, trying to get my warrior, uh, ungimped, really. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that kid, I, I've, I've been trying to get my Dark Knight ungimped on my feet for over a year. LOL oh. Heroic Boots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was rocking those for quite a while. All right, so uh, let's take a look at, uh, at COPs. Now, um, now it, it, we're not going to start at the very beginning of the COP missions. Those are the promies. We've covered those in another episode. And so uh, we're, we're going to start at COP 2-3. Uh, the Minotaur fight. Uh, now, it should be mentioned that uh, w- w- going through COPs, we're going to be talking about uh, the majority of what we're going to be talking about are the main fights, the big fights that a lot of people have uh, problems with. There are some other uh, smaller NMs that are a little bit more straightforward in there. So uh, if you want more information about every COP fight there is, uh, make sure to check out www.ffxcyclopedia.com and also the Four Glory COP guide. Uh, uh, is also worth checking out for all COP information, but we just don't have time to cover everything. Mm-hmm. And after you've done promies, you gain access to Lufay's Meadows, Tabnasian Safe Hold, and uh, the first fight, the Minotaur fight, is down in the Fomonian Aqueducts, which is basically the bottom of Tabnasian Safe Hold. The sewers, level yeah. 40 cap. It's got a level mm-hmm. 40 cap, so make sure you got your gear. Now, uh, when you get down there, the the first thing is is that you think you got to run everyone through past the formers. That's not the case. You just send one person to go find the Minotaur. Hopefully, they yeah. know the path or yeah. have a map you, or something. You find you want it to be your your ninja, either mm-hmm. your well, ninja or paladin, whatever tank you're taking in there. And then, um, as soon as he gets aggro, everyone will get drawn in, and a fight will start. Yeah, the Minotaur will use draw in. You'll be pulled straight from the the, the, the beginning of the zone. Uh, Wherever it's, you it's are, a lot, actually. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot easier that way. Uh, you know, you don't have to worry about you know sneaking past formers yeah, and all that. Aggro so, and yeah. all that happy stuff. One person is much much easier to get through there than uh, than six. Also, a, a common misconception about the Minotaur is since it's not a you know BCNM fight that you should take as many people in there as you can. I would definitely suggest against it. I, it took me three tries to beat him. The first two was with full alliances. We wiped horribly. When I won, it was with six people. Wow. So, yeah. 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 I went in. I went in with five actually. It was a uh, white mage, two red mages, and a uh, two ninjas actually. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. not even very heavy on DD. Yeah. No, not at all. I you just keep them light DD, and the ninjas can. It, it's a good way for the ninjas to keep hate. You know, yeah. to do their damage while yeah, avoiding uh, 
avoiding Mortal Ray and all that. Yeah, um, Mortal Ray, by the way, is uh, really the only move that you have to watch out for. It puts Doom on your character, which then counts down and you die. It's remedied with Kursna and Holy Waters, neither of which are a 100% remedy. So, you know, yeah. when you see that go up on your tanks, you need to start, start spamming a macro. Both the tank needs to start spamming his Holy Waters, and the White Mages need to start spamming Kursna. Yeah, the point is, get it off. And you, as long yeah. as you get that off, it's just a, slowly whittling him away. You ain't got to worry about many AoEs or anything like that. And to avoid Mortal Ray, uh, tanks uh, should back tank him. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is, uh, don't face him. I mean, you won't be doing any damage you won't be hitting him, uh, but you just keep hate, let everyone else do their jobs, and, and just beat on him until he dies. Uh, but that's that's usually a good way to keep uh, Doom off of you. Another thing, too, um, what ninjas can do while back tanking is they can cycle through their elemental wheel. You don't need ninja tanks either for this. I, uh, I did it with a paladin in my party. And something else, which is a little known fact, you know how you always use poisons to remedy sleep effects? Mm -hmm. You can actually use uh, blind pots to remedy any type any type of move where you're supposed to back tank. Yeah. If you're blinded, there's all there's always a chance that it will miss you too if you're facing forward. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. I didn't fact, know that uh, either. Uh, yeah, I, I found that going, uh, going through the wiki. If you uh, if you look it up, there's a, a list of most of them. I'm pretty sure that the Mortal Ray is one of the ones too. So huh. if you want to take that extra precaution, since you're not going to be hitting it anyway, right? Give yourself a blind pot. But uh, you know, once you do finish the Minotaur, then really that that's that that's the majority of the aqueducts. From there, it's just you know finding a couple cutscenes, going through some doors. I'd recommend having a thief with yep. thief tools with you. Yeah. Otherwise, you got to farm a key down there, and that can you know that can kind of get hairy. So uh, just to to make things easier, bring a thief along. Uh, you know, thief tools can open the, I think it's a gate that you have to open, or a door or something, mm -hmm. uh, to, to get the uh, final cutscene to get out of there, but uh, it should be noted that you do need to get the final cutscene after defeating the Minotaur to clear COP23. Mm -hmm. um, so after uh, COP23, you gain access to uh, Riverine Site A01. Which is also a level 40 cap. Yes, and, uh, and then the next battle that you're going to face is COP25, uh, the Mammoth Fight, oh. which of course you've <laughs> heard about before uh, on this show, Kahlo's uh, nightmarish battle with the Mammoths. I've gone up against them four times and wiped each time. Uh, so uh, this is this is where I'm at. So, if you were getting used to me commenting about the missions, yeah, you're gonna have to get used to me asking some questions here. Speaking of of COP, before we get too far into it, for those of you who have completed it, for those of you who are sick of trying, you know, uh, a moderator, a friend of mine, you know, over at the boards, uh, scene. She always preaches, you know, when we come out of a battle and we just lost, and it was like one of those things that was like, oh, you know, that one little sliver, that one little thing. Yeah. COP is about 90% luck-based. You know, you, you can only definitely. do so much as a player. Yeah. Definitely, oh. yeah. And Mammoths is definitely one of those fights. Yeah. And now before we get into uh, the strategies for how to do COP25, the first thing that you got to know is going through Riverine's site, you've got a lot of aggro. You've got you've got some drakes up there. You've got these things called hippogriffs, which are true sight. And um, to, to get to Monarch Lynn, where the BC is, you're going to need to farm two scales, uh, large scales, which drop off the fire drakes, which are... Uh, I think they're fire. If, are, are yeah, they're, they're called fire drakes, yeah. and, and they are soulable by ninjas. So you don't need like uh, uh, good ninjas. You know, make sure you know your job. They, yeah, they, they can't get hairy. Right. I yeah. have to. I have to say that 
me and uh, a friend of mine tried to go and farm one and I was on white mage even and it really didn't turn out too well so yeah it, it can it can go bad they can be kind of mean but uh definitely a full party can take one out no problem no, i don't no think problem that, at all. Yeah, yeah you shouldn't have any problem but yeah you're going to need two of the uh the large scales or the giant scales whatever they are and uh and those will open the path to monarch land i would i would highly recommend checking uh checking out the map at uh uh, www.ffxi-atlas.com they've got you know the the teleporter lists where you got to go and it can be pretty confusing uh there's there's this one part in particular where you got to go really around to, mm -hmm. to get to one teleporter so speaking of uh, uh references uh, obviously you know they have guides at uh, ffxcyclopedia.com but one in particular which you can find at the bottom of most uh promathia pages under the references section is for glory's cop guide it's what i used it's absolutely amazing they did some some really good stuff lots of good tips hits and strategies and uh definitely check that out if you're doing anything cop related yeah for sure now uh okay once you get to monarch lynn you've got the bc now uh going in there's three mammoths there's three mammoth uh characters mobs whatever what are some of the strategies that you can use for cop25 well, I've heard of uh, a mana burn strategy just recently, but what I did was I took in three white mages and three ninjas, mm -hmm. and a white mage just paired up with a ninja and pulled one away from each other to avoid aggro, or not aggro, but AoE, Yeah, and uh, just soloed, and it went really smoothly, actually. None of the ninjas got down past 50%. Yeah, that's probably one of the easier strategies to do if you have, uh, you know, access to three ninjas yeah. and three white mages. However, you know, Mammoth is one of those fights where it can go any way at all. You know, there's not a, necessarily a set strategy that you have to use. When I did it, we actually had a uh, blue mage that soloed one of the Mammoths with light healing, right? Uh, utilizing headbunt as a second form of shadow. Gotcha. Um, you know, w w when it comes to the mana burn, uh, you know, if you know, it doesn't even necessarily have to be just black mages. Black mages and summoners and you just use a paladin to run it and invincible with astral flow so you know i know arjit's been a little concerned about having to uh a level another job to go through cops but, right but for glory if i'm right they uh did a static with a paladin tank it does help to have that versatility with your jobs though mm -hmm. yeah for sure um but uh but let's take a take a look at the the actual mobs themselves now um, they have four different forms. They've got uh, their bare-handed form. There's a move called Transmortification, I think. So you'll yeah. see it pop up there at which point they are uh, they absorb physical attacks. So you want to turn around. I think it lasts for about 30 seconds. Yep. And then uh, they've got their sword form, which hits really, really fast. Their mage form, which obviously is uh, AoEs and spells. And then their polearm form, which hits slow, but it's, you know, it, it, harder yeah, it's, than uh, the sword It's, it's form, the most desirable because they don't have any AoEs in the attack really slow so what you want to do is there's uh, items called yellow liquid which are available on your AH for probably one uh, 1k or less yeah something like that and those will freeze the mammoth in a certain form for a certain amount of time so you want to macro those and use them when they go into polearm form what you do not want is and, and this is what's gonna always kill you especially as a ninja is if they use AoEs in their mage form that wipes out both your shadows then switches to sword form. Oh yeah, they hit so fast and hard that there's a very good chance that you're going down. Yeah, yeah. A lot of your strategy really does depend on the forms that they they stay in, and then they switch and they're switching to it as well. 
Yeah, so uh, yellow liquids are definitely important to try to lock them in that whole arm form. When, when you kill uh, the mammoths too, yellow liquids drop from them, so you might even uh, consider uh, putting someone, one of the mages, or someone who can run around a lot on Quartermaster to go around applying the liquids if you're low. Right, yeah. Um, and after uh, after you uh, finish COP25, you got a buttload of cutscenes to yeah, go Yeah, uh, refer to the FF Encyclopedia for Glory's uh, guide for those. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then uh, the next big mission that you're going to hit is going to be COP33, which involves a isn't, lot of climbing. Yeah, it isn't so much yeah. the NM right here, but but it is you know pretty tough. Uh, it's well, not a BC, so it's uncapped. Mm-hmm. Going into this mission, you got to realize that after you pop and defeat the NM and gain the key item from the three question marks, you only have, I think, 30 minutes to climb the mountain. So I would suggest before doing the mission to practice a lot of going up well, that mountain. Now, where is it, the mountain? Well, Chasm. Ottawa Chasm. Okay. It, make sure that it's known that you don't have to fight the NM every time you fail. You only have to defeat the NM once. But yeah, you just have you, to go keep checking the uh, Right, you'll just have to check marks. the question mark. Make sure you have a map of Ottawa Chasm. It, it, it makes it a whole lot easier. Yeah, there, but that climb is really painful. Right, and yeah. actually, if you go to the Four Glory COP guide, they have a link to another website called um you suck at climbing you suck at climbing yeah and uh, <laughs> a, a lot of us do uh this guide is very extensive it, it, it's what got me to the top find it memorize it write it down do whatever you have to do and you'll be up there in no time definitely uh after uh, cop 33 uh the next one that you hit is three five and that's diabolos okay so cash why don't you take <laughs> yeah. this one um well that's it's Diablos. What else can I say? It's that big old demon that we all know and love. It's also um, forty cap, by the way. It's also yeah. forty cap. Dark knights are good for this one. So are rangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Basically anything that can stun. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You definitely need stun. This battle is more tricky than difficult. Um, first of all, he has nightmare, which will bio. It's a strong bio. Twenty-one HP a tick. Yeah. Oh you, wow. It's 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 nasty, and um, you will also be at, asleep at a at a forty cap. Ooh, yeah, ow. mages are definitely susceptible to this. It also sleeps you, and be, your bio effect doesn't it wake doesn't you wake up. you up. No, yeah. no damage wakes you no, up. No, no damage wakes you up at all. Oh. Um, you have to wait for it to wear, which could take a while. Or cure and benediction will also wake you up. Yeah, but. One thing I want to say about the battlefield, you go into the BC standing on a ledge, and Diablos will be below you on like a platform, and once you draw aggro, he will pull you, he'll draw you in, and you want to make sure that all your melee and DD are in the right places. I think if you go and look on Final Fantasy Encyclopedia or For Glory, there's a diagram of the battlefield and where to stand because at one point in the fight he will start dropping the squares and if you fall down you die because of the diorites ah uh, okay yep. down and they'll definitely rip you apart nightmare is really the what's going to make or break the battle mm -hmm. you know and so oh, definitely. uh and, and it is stunnable so blue mages are a must uh um you know anything anything that has stun dark knights uh if you have swords put them in your offhand if you can use them you, you know, you stun that way, and also rangers, this is what I did, it was really slow because I was using a gun, 
but Spartan bullets actually have a stun effect on them, so you're also doing major damage as you're stunning him. Oh, wow, okay. That's uh, that's an interesting strategy. I didn't, uh, didn't know about those bullets. He, uh, his other uh, moves are uh, Kamisato, which is a single target physical attack, and knockback. So when you look up your little diagram of where you're standing, make sure your back's to the wall because you do not want to get you know, yeah. slapped down. Yeah, you don't want to get knocked down. You definitely don't want to get knocked down because that's definitely a setback. Nacto Shield, which gives uh, Diabolus the effect of uh, Phalanx, and that's you can d- be dispelled with Dispel or Magic Finale. And Ultimate Terror, which is an AoE Absorb All. Ugh. Yeah, that, that's, that, that, that's what Dark Knights need, huh? Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> oh, an is AoE it, uh, Absorb All, that'd be hard. Is, is his two-hour in the 40 cap, or is that the uncapped? That would be the uncapped, yeah. Yeah, that would, Okay, uh, so uh, so while we're on that subject, why don't we talk about uh, Diabolus Prime? Oh, I've never fought him. Ooh. I haven't either. I'm one for one on him. Are uh-huh. you? Lucky you. I, I, I hear that the Prime is a lot easier. Mm, not necessarily. No? He is very nasty. Oh, well, quick here's note. the thing. Never fight him on Dark's Day for any reason whatsoever. Oh, Ever. I mean, if you have if you have any experience with any of the prime avatars, you know that not to fight them on their day. yeah, not to fight them on their day. Um, very tactful strategy for him is mana burn for was, uh, for Diabolos Prime. Well, you can yes. really mana burn anything in the game. Yeah. Well, does. yeah, I mean, black mages aren't that pimp, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I... <laughs> But um, what you really want to do for that is to take a paladin in there. You want to open up with a timed nuke with the Black Mage's strongest power or strongest spell. And as soon as uh, you get drawn in, have your paladin pop every single ability that he has in order to draw hate. And then just have a white mage there in case for benediction. And you'll you'll pretty much win. Now, if, uh, you know, as most of us don't have... Uh, access to a mana burn party. The the same tactics will more or less work in the uncapped fight as they will in the capped fight. Make sure you have lots of stuns. Um, he uses yeah. Sleepka as well as Nightmare. Now, obviously, poison doesn't wake you up from Nightmare, but you should the stunner should still use it mm-hmm. to counter Sleepka. Now, um, uh, again, with this, I actually had a Paladin tank for my Diabolos, not a Ninja tank, and since he has a sword and a shield, we had access to twice shield as many uh, stuns as what we do, and obviously... Yeah. Shield Bash works a lot better than it than it used to. Another thing after beating 3-5 is that you get um, access to Dreamland Dynamis. Yes, definitely worth noting is uh, you can uh, start accessing Dynamis Zarkabard and uh, Valkyrum and uh, all Which of the Dreamland Dynamis. You get all your um, minus ones for your plus one AF2, which is yep. very nice, mm-hmm. but are yeah. a pain to get. <laughs> So uh, after uh, after Diabolos, uh, you've got some more cutscenes to go through, uh, and then uh, your next big battle is COP42, the uh, the Oryu battle. Ah yes, yeah. Uh, this is where I got stuck and ended up copping out and mana burning it from here. <laughs> but um, uh, there are a couple other viable strategies. Um, uh, I've seen. Again, paladin tanks. You know, I, I know Arge is always worried he's gonna have to level something else, but uh, I, I've, I've seen I've seen a lot of the COPs be taken down with, with a paladin, paladin tank. tank. Yeah. 
However, uh, they might opt to use a summoner tank instead for Oryu. Yeah, Garuda is a very nice tank. I mean, if you you can even astral burn that. Yep, astral burn with uh, you, you can actually do it with one Garuda too, can't you? Or do you need multiples? Um, I I don't know. My strategy was kind of haphazard and um really stroke of luck. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't know if I've heard of anybody using a single Garuda, but four Garudas really does a number on them. Right, and uh, the reason being that, you know, Oryu is Earth-based, Garuda is Wind-based, so uh, they definitely rip right through them. But if you're, again, a conventional party, um, some things to keep in mind. Uh, there's an item called the Mist Melt from a quest called Fly High. What you need to do is you need to uh, kill hippogriffs for their feathers, and then there's an NPC in the safe hole that will give you the mist melts. And this is to pull Oryu out of the sky because she is a lot more deadly up there than she is on the ground. Oh, okay. But uh, those mist melts aren't aren't rare exclusive now, so you can buy them from auction house. That's true. You can buy them, and you can have more than one on you too. So uh, your party should definitely uh, stock up on a couple of those each. Uh, when when she is in the air, she has uh, two AOE earth damage spells. Uh, one of them gives slow, but you really don't have to worry about them because you're not going to let her go into the air. If she does take off, you use a mist melt, she comes back down. If she comes down on her own, she uses a move called touchdown, which is not based on TP, and it lands very, very hard. Oh, ouch. All right, so we're going to want to keep her on the ground. Uh, just like with all uh, uh, dragons or worms, if you want to call them, uh, you don't want to go behind her, okay? Tokash, why don't you go over uh, her TP attacks while she's on the ground? Um, well, she has Absolute Terror, which uh, completely freezes you from doing absolutely anything. Um, spike Flail is is the move that will trigger if somebody is behind her and has hate, and that is a huge AoE damage. And But it will be absorbed by Utsusemi. I wouldn't count on using that just by itself though. Yeah, don't rely on it. Yeah, um, another one is Horrid Roar, which dispels up to eight of your buffs, including your food. Um, Typhoon Wing, which is a frontal AoE damage, and it also blinds you. And then Geotic Breath, which is a cone-based earth attack. It does anything from one to seven hundred damage. And, now uh, when you first come into the battle, too, she will always have stone skin up on herself, so that's going to yeah. be an immediate dispel. Okay. Yeah, she, you uh, want to take a red mage in there to dispel it real quick. Not not just for a dispel, either, but Oryu is extremely, extremely susceptible to sleep. Oh, really? Yes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Funny she, thing, actually. She invincible's at 50%, is it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that is. Yeah, she's right. invincible somewhere between 50 and 80%, and you'll want to sleep her for the duration of that. Funny thing, funny thing about sleep, uh, you mentioning sleep, when I went in there, we ended up kiting it like Kirin mm -hmm. while she was in the air, and the, the two, uh, the only, me and the other black mage were nuking it, and uh, she would touch down, it wouldn't kill our tank, but we would sleep it and then recover, and then I actually got the killing blow with a freeze. Which reminds me, you only have to take her down to 30% health in yep. order to get the win. For the win. Oh, yeah. wow, okay. And right. um, uh, just to give you an idea on how susceptible to sleep she is, uh, when we were trying to do it the conventional style, we you know, obviously slept her for Invincible. When our tank went down, uh, our red mage slept her, and it, it stayed slept long enough to where we could get back up. But what killed us 
Every time she'd come unslept, she'd kill somebody else. We'd have to sleep her again, raise them. She came unslept, sleep her again, raise them. And really the only thing that killed us wasn't even her resisting sleeps at some point. We just ran out of MP. Oh, okay. Yeah. But other than that, she sleeps for a long time. Now, is Oryu a uh, BC? Yes, Oryu yes. is a BC. Um, is it cap? It's 50 for, cap. Yeah, 50 cap. And uh, you have to go through River Insight B to get there. And it's much the same as just going through River Insight A. It's just 50 cap instead of 40 gotcha. cap. Okay. All right. Um, so uh, so after Oryu, uh, you've got you know more... Cutscenes, more cutscenes, and cut uh, next comes the dreaded, or so they say, Sacrarium. Now, uh, you know, Sacrarium isn't isn't too hard. I did it with a party. Some people do it with an alliance, uh, but but it's actually pretty straight through. You um, you want to do it with a party to keep from mm-hmm. crowd control because yeah. the, it, once you get your four more hate up there, you find people getting hate left and right, and it's really kind of tough to recover from that and get back right. on track. If you're not sure where your four more hit is, spend a day killing beastmen in Luface Meadows or Mizora Coast because that will lower it. For every two beastmen you kill, it erases one four more kill oh, that okay. you have in the past. Fair enough. But um, the the hardest part is getting through the maze. When you first go into the Sacrarium, there's this mage, and the walls shift based on day. So if it changes in the middle of the day while you're in that maze, you're going to see walls shift. Oh wow! Check out the atlas. Yeah, the the main part of this um, mission is uh, killing an M, much like the Minotaur fight is killing an M. Get a cutscene behind the wall where you can only get access by getting the key item from that NM. Oh, okay, right. But uh, if you know the lay of this area, you know if you have a map up, it it, it really isn't that hard as long as people stay cool and have their sneak oils for the Fomors. <laughs> you need two keys which drop off the Fomors, and those are the coral crest keys okay and then you need a sea lion crest key which is a exclusive item which drops off off of an nm in the sacrarium which constantly respawns his name is karamet now if you know someone beforehand who already has this key then you don't necessarily have to fight them right yeah okay. uh, i think uh, i think i remember rosalie talking a mm-hmm. little bit about uh, you know her her busyness in yeah. the sacrarium a long time ago so but but really it can be condensed down into getting through the maze Killing Fomors for two keys, getting the other key from the NM, mm-hmm. and then it's just opening a door and getting a cutscene. So yeah, one thing about that door though, um, you have to trade the Coral Crest key first, and then the other you have to do it with two party members. You have to pretty much do it one after the other, or it won't open. Yep. So uh, not not simultaneously, but very close. Yeah, very. So very then close. you'll go through that door, get a cutscene, and have to fight a a ghost NM in one of the rooms. I thought it went all right. Um, maybe it was because I was doing uh, the majority of the damage. I was a ranger, uh, so um, my my whole thing with that, um, we were trying to farm subligars at the time, and we just decided we had like six people, so we decided to go for the mission too. And uh, what we did was we went around and popped the NM and got full more hate, or we got hate from full mores, and we tried to sleep the ghost and uh he ended up resisting sleeping us we got we, and we totally wiped uh, yeah here's uh here's a quick overview of the nm uh old professor maricel teleports he casts sleep two he casts sleepka two and silence and uses other ghost abilities he he does have a pretty decent uh regen like natural regen so you need to make sure that you have continuous damage on him and what he'll do is you usually fight in the little hallway and he'll re- teleport back into the room and have to be pulled back out again 
Do not use AoE abilities because you will aggro the Fomors if you do so. He also has two mobs that accompany him called Maricel's Pupils. They're very weak, but if you kill them, he will just summon them again and they cannot be slept. Oh, okay. I don't necessarily think he has to be re-pulled. He does just come back, though. Yeah. After he teleports, so that gives you some time to maybe rest or do whatever you have to do in between. But uh, his his pupils can wreak some havoc, though. Yeah, be- being a ranger, I could shoot him also at the back of the room. So then by the time he got to where everybody else could attack, he'd taken enough damage to teleport back again. So they didn't like me for that. <laughs> Raw. After uh, that, you get the uh, the reliquarium key, which is what you need to get the final cutscene. And uh, and it's also worth noting that uh, once you have Sucrarium access, you can uh, you can do the Swift Belt, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a very big prize item. Uh, former Codex is used to uh, to do the Swift Belt on him. So you farm those from Taurus's. You can either go to the the Aqueducts or. Those ones are generally easier, but if you if you really want to, you can farm them in the Sacrarium from the um, the Taurus mobs. So uh, after uh, COP44, you've got more cutscenes, and uh, then it's 5-2, and this is uh, Promivion Vazel, your very last Promivion. It is not as bad as the other three. I promise uh, you. It, it's, more, it's more of a hassle than... Oh, I don't know. Now, what's the cap for Promi Von Basel? Uh, 50, I think, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's 50. Yes, it's a 50 cap. Okay, so uh, so level 50 cap on uh, on Promi Von Basel. Uh, so, let's talk about what's going on inside. You enter Promi Von Basel, um, actually not at Promi Von Basel, you actually enter it through Soja, which is entered through... Uh, Bosidine Glacier, mm-hmm. and uh, once in, it's it's it, it's just like normal Promavians. Okay, you have to go up a certain amount of floors to the top, but each floor you have to kill one of the previous Promavian bosses. All right, now I know what you're thinking, holy crap! All right, but they're not as strong as they were, and you're also 20 levels higher. Right. So you have you know access to more abilities and whatnot, mm-hmm. and upon killing them on each floor, it gives you a shortcut. So if you kill the boss on the second floor and you have to leave, next time you come, you can teleport up to the second floor. Ah, good to know. Yeah, which is very nice. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, as far as uh, as far as getting there goes, you know, it's the same thing. You know, take the same precautions as you would have in the previous Promovians. As far as strategies go for those other bosses, again, you know, check out our Promovian uh, episode where we talked about those and just know that, you know, you're level 50 now, so it's not, it's not going to be as difficult. If you want to check out our uh, episode about Promovians, uh, you can make sure to check out uh, episode 9, The Rusty Paladin with uh, Flipper Feet, and, uh, and, and we go over all the Promovian strategies uh, in that. So, um, okay, so you've got the three bosses to clear uh, in, in Vazel. And now, what's the final... Tokash, why don't you break the news to him as to who the final <laughs> boss is in the BC? Uh, final bosses? Or final boss? Um, <laughs> it's... When you get in, when you get in to the BC, um, you're fighting three bosses. A procreator, accumulator, and an agonizer. All three. One, one, one is a gorger type, the other is a craver, and the last one is a thinker. Oh, fun! Basically, the three that you just fought on your way up yeah. decided to gang up on you in a single BC. Oh, okay, fun. Okay. But the good thing about that is um, you can choose which one to fight first, and they will not aggro until 20%. Health. Oh, that's good. Until they are twenty percent health. So if you if you have anima to um, freeze 
the one that aggroes while you're finishing off the other one, you should have no problem at all. Yep. You could take in a summoner, um, and once you, you can astral flow, which is what we ended up doing, and um, if, it, if it's uh, Hellfire. Well, make sure you remember too that with all empty, the elements are actually random. So, and and by looking at their core and seeing what color it's going, that's how you can decide, uh, or that's how you can determine <laughs> what element they are in. Uh, what uh, what spell would be most effective against Yeah, them. but a Taru like me has to actually get up inside and look. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, depending on which one you pull determines the order that they come in. If you pull, I know it goes uh, CPA if you take the Cumulator first. That's mm -hmm. the one, I think that's uh, the one Cumulator, Procreator, Agonizer, and then Agonizer. Agonizer, Cumulator, Procreator, or Procreator, Agonizer, Cumulator. Yeah. Um, well, the way that I did it, and, and this just makes most sense to me, and we actually refer to them as uh, Mia, Dem, and Holler, you uh. know, depending on where they're from. Um, oh. It was uh, the one from Mia, the, the really tall one that had the Impale move that ignores shadows and can basically one-shot a ninja. Yeah. Being that's the most dangerous, and that's really the, the only move that they have that no matter how well you prepare for it, that's that one you know, unlucky thing that's gonna happen. Can change the whole whole way it goes. Exactly, you should take him first. Because even if you do everything perfect with the other two and use up all your items and abilities, then all of a sudden he one-shots your, your tank. Yeah, oh yeah. It's You're all out the window. Bad news. So just, you know, it's, it's like doing a dry run for the first one. Just do the minimum that you have to to get that first one down. And then, you know, kind of shuffle your way through the second one, and then you have the last one where you can unload all your items and all your abilities on top of. All right. So uh, so after clearing Promivine Vosel, uh, your next 5-3. Three, three, three paths. paths. Yes. All right. Um, three paths really isn't that hard. Uh, I know that we probably all heard a lot of horror stories about it. The easiest to do is going to be Tenzin's path. It's, uh, it, it's not even an NM fight. You just have to make your way through one of the Soja Towers and it's capped. As long as you have a confident party that, you know, will work in normal XP circumstances, you're going to be golden on that one. Well, that that can come under question, too. I mean, if you know where you're going, sure, but mm -hmm. if you don't know where you're going, you could run around for hours. I'm, I'm if you don't know where you're going, you shouldn't be there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that goes without saying, but uh -huh. still. The one thing I really wanna really wanna stress about three paths is um, the complexity of the entire mission. You really do, you really don't want to get um, discouraged about it. It's one of the longer missions of COP. But yeah, you um, look at you look at FFX Cyclopedia under the description for three yeah, paths, and you're and, just like, oh. Yeah, but it, it's 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 a big mission, but it's one of the stepping the major stepping stones. Mm-hmm. The next easiest uh, that, that I found, other than Tenzin's path, is doing the past path of Louverance. Uh, obviously, you know, there's a bunch of different cutscenes, but your only battle is against uh, one bugbear and four moblins, most of which are mages. One of them's a thief, and the bugbear is, I think, a warrior type. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. The way we did it when we went in is that our paladin tanked the bugbear all by himself. Uh, you know, didn't need any heals or, or what whatsoever. Uh, I think we slept the thief and then one by one took out the mages in pairs of two mm -hmm. and then we had one mage, uh, white mage or red mage that was just sort of healing who needed it and uh, the battle really was a joke. Uh, you know, they get on pretty easy. 
just systematically knock them off. I've heard yeah. a lot of people do that. Some people do have trouble with that bugbear fight for really? some, for whatever reason. I don't know, but uh, I've seen some pretty high, you know, like one for ten or Ooh, whatever on wow. it. Yeah, I know. It, it's that's kind of surprising to, yeah. to hear you say that it was so easy. So, mm-hmm. uh, one of the reasons might have been too is uh, I think we had uh, I think it was a black mage that was our mage type, and um, the 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 goblins have such low HP that. Uh, one ancient magic from a black mage can usually knock off half their life. Okay, so yeah, uh, yeah, you know, keep be... that in mind. High, high damage dealers are are definitely something that you want to consider when going into this. That you can knock them off really, really I'm, quick. I'm pretty sure that 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 fight is also 60 cap, isn't it? It is 60 cap. That's right. And um, you can also kite uh, the bugbear and the thief mm-hmm. type moblin while uh, the rest of the party takes on the other. Uh, the mages, yeah, the mages, yeah. and that's also uh, a good a good strategy. All right, so uh, the last path in three paths, Olmia's path, yeah. and now this is the one that you're going to hear most people uh, drudging over. The first one going zero for twenty on. Yeah, oh. yeah. The first part is fifty cap, and that is the Mithra BC against the three Mithran mercenaries, the Sin Hunters. Mm-hmm. You have a Beast Ninja type a dark monk type, and a dragoon white mage type. How are those for job combinations? <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't mess around with this. I didn't play around with this at all. We went in and burned it. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> it's, it's really easy to burn it because it's such a big BC that after they take aggro from you, uh, you know, usually one or two die off. You just run back to the, to the beginning, die off. They'll wander back to the middle. You raise back up. Yeah, you can definitely con- you can definitely control wipe that one. Yeah. But, um, now, what's so horrible about this is that the Mithra skill chain with each other. Ooh. Oh yeah. Even if they have hate on somebody else, if one of them skills chain skill chain or wep- uses a weapon skill, the other one will turn around and skill chain off of it, then go back to their tank. Oh wow. Yeah. They uh, they coordinate. <laughs> and Smart mobs. And, and there's also two two pets because of the Beastmaster and and the Dragoon. Right. Um, did you burn this one, Tokash? Um, actually, I was the main reason we won. Not to kind of pat myself on the back, but I <laughs> oh, went in. Like <laughs> no, I went in summoner and I uh, I astral flowed and I pumped out three howling moons and very conveniently they were all packed together. Our tanks, our all our party members were very packed together, and three astral flows will kill them all wow yeah i just popped a whole bunch of high ethers my uh, tank made sure i got no aggro whatsoever and yeah i took them down with fenrir all right well uh the question is though what happens if we don't have uh you know access to burn parties or uh astral flow uh summoners and and, question. and the question know. is they are it's a very good question they are susceptible to sleep all right now uh a couple things with the pets um if you kill one of the mithras and then wipe and re-raise the pet will despawn um the beastmaster type can resummon her rabbit so you know you, you don't necessarily want to kill the pets first if they're just going to be respawned mm-hmm. obviously highly damaging two hours are something that you're going to want people who can pump out damage really quickly uh definitely bring re-raise because if you can even you know take down one hopefully right, two yeah. of them then you're okay to re-raise and go back into the third one 
they have they do have a regen effect. So there's a, a quest where you can get a blackened muddy Sirodon. Yeah. Uh, from the quest Mithrin Delicacies, and when you use on the trackers, it removes the regen effect for a unknown amount of time. They have about 2,000 HP each. So I know it's at level 60, so it doesn't seem like that much. You know, uh, when you're a higher level and you think about that much. Yeah, it's like one samurai one. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know. Don't get your, uh, you know, hope shattered. Just go in and try to deal as much damage as quickly as possible, and hopefully you're going to come out on top. Check out For Glory. Check out FF Encyclopedia. Uh, preparation. Right. And, and luck. Flames for the dead. Oh. are Infamous. Yes. But, uh, there's, there's the thing, though. Um, since they fixed it, you can you can use as many Shomeo salts as you, can, as you have on you once every minute and it'll it's pretty much a joke now i heard so many people saying that it was one of the hardest missions for them besides the mithra so one person can have more than one salt on them now yep yep wow well do we need to cover the battle then (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing not really because it's just a straight zerg wow okay all right um make sure you have uh salts uh you can buy them off the auction house now yeah i think so yeah right uh buy them off the auction house stock up on them use them uh just kill the bomb yeah moving on to promathia mission six four the dreaded airship (laughs) battle yeah let me uh let me stress on the word dreaded too um we're gonna break this down into three separate battles there's three battles in one and you have to beat it in 45 minutes that counts Cutscene time. All right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. If you want to see cutscenes, you wait till afterwards. Well, one one thing you could do to cut some of that time off is get all your uh, your people in to see Lion's Den, and then um, you can have them all go in and get their original their first cutscene, and then exit. And as long as they stay in the zone, they don't have to uh, take to go through that cutscene again. Well, I mean, if you go in and get the cutscene, when you go back in, will you still get that cutscene? No, you, oh, okay. you just go, right. well, you just go right in. Yeah. As long okay. as you stay in the zone, though, you have to so, stay in the zone. So then that's probably a pretty good strategy yes. is to, to go in and clear the cutscene first. No matter if you want to see it, just go through and clear it and then exit the BC and then yeah. re-enter. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also, buffs and whatnot, you know, don't go... Don't uh, they, they wear off when you enter the, enter the BC. Yeah, it is, they, it is a cap fight. It's a 60 cap fight. Mm-hmm. But they stay on when you go from one battle to the next okay. once in. Yeah, gotcha. another, th- another thing with uh, once you beat one battle, whoever is standing gets full full regeneration. You get full HP and MP back. Mm-hmm. Yep, and you go into sort of like a little waiting area so you can rebuff if you need to, and then you have to enter the next one, all right? Okay. All right, so first part of the battle is you got five mammoths. Now... You know, when I first heard this, I was freaking out because three mammoths with you know six people is hard enough. Now you get five mammoths with six. They're a lot weaker. All right, oh, they they good. still have their four forms, so yellow liquid is cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, a ninja or even a paladin, uh, since they take hits a lot better, can kite them around, and then you want the other people to pull them away one by one and beat them down as fast as you can. Yeah, okay. they go down really easily yep. too. A monk, um, a, good, a well-geared monk, could even solo one of them. Oh too. yeah, I uh, I soloed one as a uh, as as a ranger, uh, popping or having my TP, weapon skill barrage, uh, another melee attack, then weapon skill, and one of them was down. Okay, yeah, it's so, not it's not that bad at all. Yep, this this definitely isn't the hard part. So after you beat them, you go to a waiting area. You can rebuff if you need to. Someone clicks the door, you get sent into the next part, which is against Omega. Omega. Ah, uh, oh, Do you want to take this one? Um, well, there's really no, um, 
sugarcoating him. He's mean, he's big, and uh, with the next two fights, you really want to you want to conserve everything. You want to keep your two hours for uh, the next battle, but there's an item called a CCB polymer, which uh, freezes Omega for a short period of time, and you can do whatever with yeah, that he, time uh, that you want. He uses none of his TP attack, which are ugly. Uh, they, mm, they can be yeah. bought on the auction house. Uh, they're pretty expensive. I don't know if since the update they went down, but when I was doing it, they were like 70k each. Oh, and wow. usually yeah. if you want to be really, really safe, everybody should have one. In just At least one. Mm -hmm. Yep, um, that way it's like it's three CCBs per weapon. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But what you really want to do is you want to you want to take advantage of having a controlled wipe, mm -hmm. especially with the no XP loss. It's a very helpful tool to. Does uh, Omega or Ultima do they not have any regen? Then they do. Okay. They, they do, but it's it's weak. Yeah, okay. and especially if you can stick if you have a black mage or a red mage who can stick a DOT on them before. Uh, before the white, then yeah. it, it'll actually stop the regen, and it might even lose an HP or two as you're getting up. Oh, okay. So, the, so right. we we landed a, a bio that didn't wear off until we were already back up and about Ooh. ready to fight. That's great. All right, but you only have time for one, maybe two wipes. All right, so it's not yeah, recommended. Yeah, two, two at the most, I'd say. So, Three? No way, because that, that that's no 15 way. minutes off. Right. Yeah, you gotta you gotta remember you're on a, under a 45 minute constraint here. But so. yeah, make sure you die against the wall where you know you came out of because he won't aggro you and you'll be able to get up. Now between each three of these battles, do you get cutscenes in the middle? Yes. Cycle yes. through them. Okay. All right. Fast. Um, a couple uh details about Omega. He has an innate additional effect of stun on all of his physical attacks. Uh, this can be bad news for some ninjas. Ow! Um, initially, it attacks about once per 3.6 seconds. Um, this is reduced to about 6 seconds if they have slow and elegy. At 65%, it speeds up, and again, at 25%, it speeds up. Oh, wow. So usually using your CCBs at 60, 40, and 20% are when you want to use them. Gotcha, that okay. Keeps his, uh, TP moves down, which is Ion Flux, Cone Attack, Paralyze, very potent. Rear Laser, used if someone gets behind Omega and he gets hate, uh, it causes petrification. Target Analysis, AoE Absorb All, uh, this is absorbed by Utsutsemi. Guided Missile, which is a physical damage AoE centered on the primary target, uh, it takes about seven, it does, does about 700 damage to most people, absorbed by Utsutsemi and about 400 to Paladins. Hyper Pulse, uh, damage and bind strips Utsutsemi, and he starts using the, using this around 50%. On lastly is Discharger, which gives him a magic shield effect that makes it 100% resistance to all spells for a limited period of time. Wow. And he usually uses that near the end of his life, so just, you know, be ready to really pump out some damage. Um, also, uh, when it uses Discharger, it gives itself Shock Spikes, so monks should not use 100 Fists, because they'll just kill themselves on the spikes. Yeah, that would not and be And Paladins do not use Invincible on Omega, because he has a move called Pile Pitch, which resets hate. Oh. So you don't want to you don't want to waste that. Uh, you okay. should definitely try and uh, save all your two hours for the end of Ultima's fight. Uh, and now after Omega, you've got Ultima. You've got Ultima. Tokash. He's he's got more a little bit more HP than Omega, um, but it only uses AOE attacks between twenty and forty percent. It's a lot like. Omega, but I, I've, I've heard some people say that he's a little easier, but I really didn't mm. notice. 
Um, his TP moves from about 70 to 100 percent are uh, wire cutter. And uh, this is one of those moves that you know you're gonna get lucky or unlucky in yeah. one shot your tank. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. It's they save it right from anything from 400 damage. Or it could be it absorbs two Utsu semi shadows. Uh, when we did this one, I think we were uh, one for four, and it was wire cutter every time that, oh, that, that got us. Oh, that sucks. Um, particle shield gives him a defense boost, which you can dispel. It's that's one of those uh, easy TP moves that really doesn't affect much. Mm -hmm. um, chemical bomb is a uh, cone attack slow and removed with two erases. Ah, two yeah. erases. Yeah. If, if you've got a paladin, white mages have to stay on top of erasing. Oh, that's oh, that's terrible. That's rough. From forty to seventy percent, he does nuclear waste, which is a status effect that reduces all elemental resistances by fifty. Usually followed after that is an elemental cone attack, conveniently, um, which usually does five hundred if unresisted. Um, smoke discharger. Which, do, which is petrification for 10 to 20 seconds. Hydro cannon, which is water and poison. Uh, cryojet, which is ice and paralyzed. Turbo fan, you can pretty much guess is wind and silence. Flamethrower, mm -hmm. which is fire and plague. And then high tension discharger, which is thunder and stun. Those are all the uh, elemental cone attacks that he has at his disposal after Ouch. using nuclear waste. Brutal. And uh, his last yeah. two TP attacks, Equalizer is heavy physical AOE damage, and uh, Antimatter, which is a heavy ranged physical attack uh, with a five second charge timer, so it, it can likely be stunned, ignores Ututsemi, and Blink. Uh, damage tends to uh, vary. And also, just like uh, his counterpart Omega, he has an innate uh, additional effect of Paralyze, and he also uses Double Attack. And it should be noted, too, that uh, he spams weapon skills at around 20%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. After, uh, and that's, that, could really, that could really kill you. Yeah, so, you know, as long as the tank can keep hate, mages need to stay on top of the erase, uh, constantly being applying DOTs to him, uh, save your, you know, again, CCBs at 60, 40, and 20, and save uh, save everything for about the last 20%, and really just, just crank it out and... Zerg. 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 Yep. Once he hits 20% and he starts spamming those uh, TP moves, you want to throw however many CCBs you have left at him because yeah, that'll definitely everything. save you. Yeah, you just gotta, at that point, you just gotta get out of there. Um, make sure someone's keeping time, uh, you know, so like if you wipe, you you know what, what time's going on because it, if it's getting to the point where you're like 50% and you don't think you can make it, mm -hmm. you don't want to waste any CCBs or two hours if you know that you're not going to make it. Right. So somebody definitely be watching the time. Right. Okay, so now uh, after you finish COP 6-4, You've got uh, the the last fight before you gain C access. Mm -hmm. Now this is COP seven for the Warrior's Path. Now, uh, did, did they change this at all in the uh, the update? Yes, they did. Yes, they made a, uh, this this boss battle easier. They did. made they made him easier. Okay. How Which, could it be uh, any more easy though? Yeah, yeah. You know, we had. Um, well, it, I'm not gonna say that it was easy, but it was a lot like the uh, the snarls oh, are bad. Come you on, wanna, you want to be able to? Well, what? I mean, it's he not. Was, like, dude, he was simple. Oh. <laughs> what you take that's it? Another, what you that's have? Another what you have? Um, uh, actually, oh, five we, black mages. No, we had a uh, we had a <laughs> we had a cracking club dark knight. Oh well, well that there is. you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
th this battle is more or less the same thing that Snullzar was. All right, you, you can't take it nice and slow. Uh, it's not that he damages you really hard or he's going to tear through you really hard. I mean, he can, but that's not what you need to worry about because if he uses yeah. Cosmic Elludication, then you're done with. All right, yeah. it, it ejects you from the battle. Now, before, I don't know what they've changed, but um, he, he doesn't follow the same weapon skill rules as us, right? It's not, you know, hey, if he doesn't land this within three seconds, he ain't got to worry about it, okay? Um, if if he waits five seconds or six seconds and lands the, the weapon skill after using his two-hour, it's still going to cause a skill chain. Ah, okay. I've heard that you can't interrupt it by evading it, you know, through, uh, you know, Thief's Uber evasion or Ninja's Shadows. But, right. But okay. basically, kill him before he uses Cosmic Elludication. Okay. okay. Yeah, it, you should also note that uh, he doesn't ready his weapon skills, he just does them. So yeah. that really makes it hard to stun. Ouch. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah. Uh, again, just you know, high, high damaging, really quick. Uh, you're gonna want uh, to sleep to TP, sleep to 300. Uh, mm -hmm. Get some weapon skills. Uh, magic bursts uh, help a lot. Uh, Icarus wings. As much damage as you can, and as short basically time just as zerg, yeah. just mm -hmm. zerg him, zerg him down. Isn't this also the uh, first uncapped battle? Yes, yes, it is. Yes, that, which that makes definitely. it very nice too, because you have all your merited abilities to really go have from. fun. Oh, uh, by the way, the warrior's path is seven five, not seven four. Oh, okay, yeah, sorry, seven, seven five. Seven four actually is a bunch of NMs, which is also a pain. Nah, those nah, not so much. I don't think they. Uh, well, the ton the tonberries can become a pain. Oh, are you kidding? Oh, that was so easy, man. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> all right. Whatever. Well, enough whatever, of this. Whatever. You know. Okay, so after this, you've now got C access. So Ooh. a lot of people they just end up finishing, you know, their COPs there. They don't end up touching them. But there is more to COPs. There are some more missions. Absolutely. So, uh, why don't we, uh, why don't we talk about them and, uh, and cover them? From the Warriors Path 7-5, you're gonna have a big chunk once you get into C that you're gonna have to go through. A lot of cutscenes, uh, a lot of chasing NMs around, escorting NPCs, etc, etc, etc. Okay. Eventually, you're going to get to your next big battle, and it's gonna be a tough one. I think IMO, this is the first battle where you're gonna have to go a little cookie cutter, and you are gonna need specific jobs and that is the pot battle black mages for the win um obviously burning it is going to be the the quickest way you're going to go into this room and there's going to be two small pots and two big pots the two small pots are red mages the two big pots are black mages obviously they have their two hours they have ancient magic they got the works you are going to need at the very least one black mage all right now yes yeah, sleep these things, they are very susceptible to sleep but they are resistant, if not immune, to silence, correct? Yes. All right, uh, you're going to want to use your sleep to 300% TP. You're going to need mm -hmm. an Icarus wing. Okay. And uh, basically, you need to burn down the first the first two as fast as you can. Okay. All right? And uh, other than that, it's, it's, it's pretty much going, you know, straight through. Uh, if you have anybody that can stun, you know, watch out for those, uh, the ancient magic. I, I tried this numerous times, and every single time, we had to wipe. You absolutely had to wipe. It was, it was, I'm not saying you have to, but you're probably going to wipe, so make sure you have re-raise, and you want to get to be all the way against one of the walls when you do so. So, uh, basically, the, the overall strategy is sleep to 300, go in, do your TP, weapon skills, uh, magic burst. Magic, magic, magic burst. Let your black mages magic burst because it's going to save you a lot of trouble Do, right? yeah that extra damage is really yep. going to come in handy and, and to, to be honest uh depending on, on how you know what jobs you have and how how hard you can hit the first one 
your two weapon skills, the skill chain, and the magic burst, and then maybe a little while after it should take that first one down, and then you go to the next little one, and what you're aiming to do is kill these things, kill the first two as fast as you can, so you can purposely wipe, re-raise, sleep 300% TP, sleep go them again, and just do the same thing. Gotcha. You can only really um, afford one wipe on this yes. one, though. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's the kicker, too. Uh, when you first walk in, they're all on these little pedestals. All right, you have to put them off, pull them off the pedestals and then grouped up to sleep them. Okay. If you take too long while fighting one of them that's awake, it will go back to its pedestal. And there's not there's not a lot of way to stop it unless you're going to stun it. Mm-hmm. And if it gets to its pedestal, it regens the full health and you're, and you're boned. Ouch. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so expect to, expect to probably be on this one for quite a while. Bring a lot of supplies. Uh, this is definitely one of the less known, but definitely harder ones. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Again, you know, a lot of people stop after getting C and they're like, all right, well, that's all I really need to do. But there there are some other advantages to continuing on and finishing the COP storyline. So let's talk about the last battle, 8-4. Eight, 8-4. Four. Eight, four. Well, um, if you really, if you can't guess who the final boss is, you kind of need to overlook your video gaming career yeah um, well we're not gonna we're not gonna spoil yep. it we're, we're not gonna spoil it yeah i don't know don't want to spoil it if if it's really that much of a mystery but um what you really want to you really want to savor that battle because it's oh it's God. very it's a very fun battle it's so effing awesome i sold this yeah form, by the way <laughs> whatever we'll get into that don't um but um final bosses uh he has two forms so you have to fight him once and you have to fight him again um I'm not going to say he's hard. He's difficult, but it's not one of those, you know, uh, old snulls are difficult. It's not the pop battle difficult. It's a fun type of difficult, you know. It, it's, it's one of those difficulties where um, something goes, if something goes wrong, it's not as epic as as, it, as many battles that go wrong are uh, made out to be. But it, you, you can go zero for five on it. But you really don't care because it's it's a fun it battle. Is. It's so much fun. All right, first form: empty salvation, AOE damage, and dispels three effects: pestilent penance, cone attack damage, and plague; malevolent blessing, cone attack damage, and curse; infernal deliverance, AOE damage, and stun ignores shadows; chains of apathy, arrogance, cowardice, envy, and rage; no effect due to the lights. Those, of the light. yeah, the the previous missions have you. Uh, it, it it prevents you from taking any uh, damage or effect from these. Yeah, so oh, all those great. key items, and you're like, well, what do I need this for? Yeah. Now you know. That, oh, okay, that, great. That's, oh. Where, that's where they come from. Uh, there's Comet. Single target magic damage can be absorbed by shadows. Uh, you have two NPCs who help you along, so uh, that's cool. Um, and they they're, they're actually they're actually worth a damn too. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The one NPC in its sec- in the second form of the battle will actually use a move that gives you complete full regen, both yep. HP, MP, and wow. TP. For nice. anybody near him, though, you have to be near him. Yep, uh, it's called Rejuvenation and uh, Redemption moves. So uh, definitely be on the lookout for those. I remember yeah, that that's, popping. That saved, like, that saved me one. That saved <laughs> the entire party, the, the one we actually beat on him. In his second form, he uses all of the above, as well as Seal of Quisense... Uh, seal of word I can't pronounce. AOE <laughs> silence lasts up to 75 seconds. It cannot be dispelled by Selena or Echo Drops. You have to wait it out. Wow. 75 seconds of silence. 
He also uses Meteor too, so keep yeah. that in mind. Yeah, uh, it's definitely AoE damage. He casts this only once a minute and takes about seven seconds to cast, so GTFO. Uh, he has Winds of Oblivion, which is AoE Amnesia, and lasts up to 75 seconds. You. Bastion of Twilight, magic shield effect. Wheel of Impregnability, invincible effect. <laughs> what? Limited oh, radio oh. goes to second grade, I guess. Yeah, uh, how old are you guys now? <laughs> are we done, guys? Are we, are we good? So let's all laugh. So get it out, come on. That's what it's called. Wow. I've got to entertain myself some way. <laughs> I'm not talking about any of this. Um, uh, you, you can tell which shield he has up based on the color. Red means physical, green is magic. Sometimes with all the things that's going on, it's it's kind of hard to uh, mm -hmm. to keep that into consideration, um, though. Your, your NPC, though, one of the NPCs that helps you, will use uh, a move called Nullifying Drop Kitch, which will, which will uh, break the shield. So, oh, that's uh, good. Yep. Also, uh, your NPC uses uh, worthwhile two hours, such as Hundred Fist and Benediction. Oh, yeah. Things. And let me say that uh, she's a beast. Oh my gosh. Uh, so beast. I hear. So yeah. I hear. Okay. So without, yeah. without spoiling, I can tell my story now. In the second form, all right, we had Black Mage, uh, Mia's Thief. We had uh, a White Mage, a Ninja, and a Warrior. The Warrior Ninja, and then the Ninja went down at about seventy-five percent. So it was basically just me meleeing the uh, the black mage was kiting a lot till about forty percent. He went down. The white mage went down. Then Motai went down. It was at like twenty-five percent, and me and the NPC managed to uh, to basically duo it from twenty-five percent till nothing. And I got down to like fifty HP at once. Wow! And then the one the other NPC used the uh, redemption, which oh, gave nice. us, which you know, healed us too. Oh man, it, it was so awesome favorite Final Fantasy moment ever Yeah, down. I, I have great. to agree. I have so to agree with that. epic. And that's yeah. COP. And that's it. I know, and so now you're like, yes, I get my ring. No, you don't. No, nope. Because you have uh -uh. a 24-hour cutscene that you have to wait for. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, you actually have to wait until JP midnight hour. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is Whatever 10 a.m. Eastern. Mm -hmm. So, if you did what I did, and you pulled an all-nighter, and you ended up finishing the final boss at 8 a.m. in the morning, you can take a two-hour nap and then wake up and do your cutscenes and get your ring. There you go. There yep. you go. So now I wouldn't recommend it though. I would not recommend it at all. <laughs> now, after you finish COPs, you have unlocked the Storms of Fate Bahamut fight, and uh, there's two versions of Bahamut. We're not going to get into that. We're probably going to save that for another episode. Yeah. Um, but uh, but those are definitely epic fights, great fights. I've heard some great stories, seen some great, great videos of Bahamut fights. Uh, so that's definitely a, uh, a major attraction after finishing COPs. And you also, uh, after finishing the COPs and all of your ZMs, you get to take part in Apocalypse 9. And uh, that's also another very fun fight that we will save for another day. Mm -hmm. uh, just don't have the time, don't have the energy. So... Uh, Thank you, Tokash, for joining us, uh, talking about COPs and a very good look. Uh, I think I think that some great strategies talked about, and uh, and and definitely this this show is not going to be the authority on COPs. 
We cannot stress enough. You must go look at FFX Cyclopedia or the uh, Four Glory COP guide. Any any of the COP guides get a good knowledge base. This is only just a rough outline of of what to expect. So if you're gonna do it, do your research. That is COP. Yeah. And uh, you know sometimes it takes people months to get through it. Sometimes it takes people like me six days to get through it. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I I did have a lot of very dedicated friends and one very awesome motai. Okay, so uh, we're getting right down to the end here. So uh, before we take off, let's take a quick listen to our Voices of Vonadil mailbox. Voices of Vonadil. Hi, this is Eric Kusan from Quetzalcoatl Server. I'm an elven from Sandoria, a warrior level 56, big fan of the show, long-time listener. I just thought I'd call you guys up to say thank you for producing what you're doing because I love your program. I've listened to each episode at least twice, and it's great stuff to listen to. That's about it. Love the show. Take care, guys. Hello, Limit Break Radio. This is Adamusk of Leviathan Server, and I've just got a little tip for some of the up-and-coming ninjas out there. Um, well, as you know, you guys have your elemental debuffs, your Hyoton, Suiton, Raiton, and the like. Well, they're not just for the elemental wheel, guys. You can also use them because of the elemental correlations of your status debuffs, like Jubaku. Say, if you make something weak to, to ice, you can use Shubaku and you'll get a better result out of your paralysis. Same thing as if you make it weak to earth, you'll get a better result out of your slow. Coming from a uh, Corsair, this is something that I work a lot with and I have to memorize my uh, debuff correlations. So it's just a little tip from me to you, make the best out of your elemental debuffs because if they're weak to earth and you slow them, it's going to be a better effect, it's going to stick longer, and it's going to last longer. So you guys, you know, play around, have fun with it, make yourselves better, and, uh, you know, contribute more than just shadows to a party. All right, guys, Atomus out. Hello, this is Sen Senefia Sersever. I just wanted to say, everyone left with the Breath Mage, keep doing it. You may seem like you can't do much in the lower levels, but later, you can sell other things no other jobs can do. In the long run, it'll really pay off to level up Red Mage. Okay, this is Sensen, signing off. Alright, so uh, I think that is it uh, for this episode. Now, uh, like I said, we've got a second part to our anniversary episode that's going to be coming and there is going to be so much news at least on our part uh we're, we're saving everything for episode two yeah. and uh gotcha yeah yeah <laughs> all of our big announcements are coming then of course we're going to be talking about the fan fest happening this year out in anaheim california and uh and yeah some uh, some big news we're doing some staff changes so we've got some big things to look forward to from uh from us in the future so uh, uh hopefully hopefully it won't be too too long to get this second half out but uh you know hang tight yeah you know how you know how it can be with scheduling so uh we're we're, we're doing our best but uh i think that uh, that just about wraps it up for uh, this episode i'm a nero keep listening and i'm kalo i'm sale adventuring once more and i'm arjit lam the paladin <laughs> <laughs> i'm juxta stay chillin
and keep cleaning. Yeah, yeah, you got some more work to do. Thank you very much, uh, Tokash, for joining us, talking about COP. He's got some great, great knowledge and strategies out there. Uh, and, and thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. And like I said, it was a great honor to be on here. Uh, that's it for uh, for the first half of our anniversary special. And uh, make sure you check us out, www.limitbreakradio.com. That's it. We're out. Peace. Tetramaster and Vanadilla registered trademarks of Square Enix. Square Enix and play in line are trademarks of Square Enix. Limit Break and its hosts are solely responsible for its content.